0: What's going to be? How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys know this. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. And today, we're going to shine more light on the Canadian hardcore scene with Rob from the band Rust. What we talk about in this one is how important the Canadian hardcore scene is, how it has grown since the pandemic, and why it is something you definitely, definitely, definitely need to be looking into. Along with Rust as well with their brand new song, Face Down. And getting you ready for a brand new EP album release coming to you soon you like canadian hardcore you like hardcore in general you want to know where the next hotbed for hardcore is it's right here on this podcast in canada are you guys ready let's go yeah well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. When we had the band called The Northern on the podcast, they brought up something about the emerging scene that is the Canadian hardcore scene and how much great music is coming out of it. So I decided to go on a mission. I have to find out more about this scene and I want to bring a spotlight to more and more of these incredible bands that are coming here. And this one was recommended to me by someone that's deep within that scene. They said, check it out, make it happen. And well, we're going to. Recently, they released a single called Face Down, which dropped at the end of September. And if you like hardcore music, you're going to like this one. And there's even an upcoming EP due out sometime early next year. I think I believe they said on Facebook. So I'm seeing a nod right there. So I know it's right. And we're going to jump into all this great stuff about hardcore music, the Canadian scene, right now. So please welcome Rob from the band Rust to the podcast. So Rob, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you very
1: much, my brothers. pleasure
0: to be here. Thanks thank, for having me. Thank you for being on, man. It's a pleasure to bring a spotlight to this great Canadian hardcore scene that, I mean, I've been told a, a lot about already, but I know there's so much, much more to go into. So I want to jump into that literally right away. I know it's probably like, uh, well, maybe you we want to warm up a little bit, but no, I'm jumping in right away with this whole <laughs> entire thing with the Canadian hardcore scene. So I want to get your take on it. Like, what essentially happened that made this scene grow to the way that it did and become so such a big thing for a lot of people in especially Canada, because I want to know more about it. I want to get more people to know about it. So I want to hear about the history about it from your perspective, especially from someone that's in it. Well, I can kind of speak
1: to, uh, I can speak to the Eastern Canadian side. Um, Western Canada's kind of got its own thing going on out there that we have a guy, um, there's a mutual friend of, of the scene in general. His name is Spencer. He runs a, um, scoped exposure podcast and he's been documenting shows out west for goodness like pre-pandemic he's been doing it for a while i think he just he did his five years i think he's on a sixth year now or something like that but um he's been documenting like western canada and really kind of pushing that out there and then eastern canada i don't know man it's been weird like pre-pandemic it was kind of like there wasn't really like a lot of hardcore bands there wasn't really a whole lot of the shows themselves were just I don't know they weren't particularly great it was just like kind of like a lull I guess um almost and then the pandemic hit and that kind of changed everything because none of us could really do anything I mean Rust ended up keeping pretty busy like we were able to do like some other stuff we dropped a promo we did a music video we did like little things whenever we could and then when shows kinda when it was kind of okay to start doing shows again we jumped into it right away and we were like, all right, shows are back, let's throw a show. So then we threw a show. And then, like, people just started coming out and we were just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, this is crazy. Like, pre pandemic, if you had a show of like 40 kids, you were dope. But coming out of the pandemic, you were getting like, you know, one, 150, 200. Like, kids were packing out because I guess they just missed hardcore that much. And over the pandemic, it just gave birth to so many sick bands. That like when shows actually did come back, it was like, all right, like everybody wanted to get out and kind of like, hey, this is what we did over the pandemic. And it's been so sick. It's been like an insane amount of fun. And we've been able to do a lot. Like there's a lot of really cool bands that have come out. And then um, over the pandemic as well, um, there's a band relative to Hamilton, does a hamilton band called gavel and their bass player jordan and i um he plays bass on another band called deadly game him and i have been friends for a really long time and we kind of started talking about the idea when shows came back like what if what if we could kind of get in on this and like you know contribute to our community and kind of help out any which way we can so we ended up forming steel city hardcore so we actually promote and throw our own shows in hamilton and it's been it's been a year it's actually going to be a year like this week it'll be a year since we started doing it and the reception is absolutely fucking cranked like we've we've been able to throw some amazing shows we've been able to get a lot of really cool bands from the states and like local bands here showcase all the local talent like we've been able to really kind of help do whatever we can to help kind of push this scene out and show people, like, this is what it's all about. Like, this is what's going on up here. Like, come up here. Come play Hamilton. Come check us out. Like, we've been we've been grinding pretty hard at that. And it's only helped everybody else flourish. Like, now Barry is starting to get a scene flourishing. Brampton's trying to kickstart their scene again. London's trying to get theirs back up. Windsor's trying to get theirs back up. And, like, it's, like, this whole thing has just kind of come together. We're now, like... There's no, I don't know if there was ever like a rivalry or anything like that, like pre-pandemic, but now it's definitely just all about community where everybody just wants to help each other. It's like, hey, there's this new band putting out of Windsor. All right, well, let's put them on. There's a new band coming out of London. Let's put them on. Let's, you know. Everybody's trying to play with everybody. Everybody's trying to showcase what they got going on, and then the bands from the states now are starting to catch on too. Like we've made a lot of really cool friends out of the states that come up here now, and they genuinely just love coming up here because the vibe here has just been—it's been absolutely insane. It's been so wild for hardcore. It's what—it's insane.
0: So, I mean, from yep that perspective, I mean, kind of just in the grand scheme things, from where I was taking it, it's. You know, pre-COVID, it was there. There was not that much going on, but then all of a sudden, COVID hit. Everyone was put under lockdown. Restrictions were there of what you could and what you couldn't do. No, from the U.S. and you know, hear about what was going on in Canada. I know the restrictions that you guys were put under were much more strict than what we had. So maybe some of that animosity, maybe some of that just like anger, that aggression was being built up. Helped, went, helped what, you know, the hardcore scene when kids were able to go back to shows. They wanted to get something that was more aggressive, that amplified and really resonated with their feelings at the time. And then what you guys were able to do was, you know, okay, we're seeing this happen. Really make the whole entire scene about it. Really make that supportive pe- pe- like piece about it so that all these other places can start growing as well. And everyone wants to go there to see, especially the spot in Eastern Canada as the spot to go to for when you want to go play hardcore shows and really start to get that Kickstarter feel really is like the hub of it all. But the key thing that you said is, you know, not necessarily about competition, but more about community. And that's something that when you take a look at some of these other like localized scenes across the world and specifically I have to go with the Australian metal scene, when, the, why are so many great bands from Australia, all these metal bands from Australia coming out and just absolutely kicking ass with all this great, you know, All this great quality, but also all this great backing from the country because they're all getting behind it. They're all supporting their local bands. They're supporting them from local on, so that when they get to the point where they can travel Europe, travel to North America, there are so much people. There's so much backing already around them where. It's easily viable for them to do it and the quality is there. That's what essentially you guys are doing right now where all these other scenes and all these different cities in Eastern Canada, they're starting to grow. Everyone's going to want to go there because they know the quality of the hardcore music is going to be there and the support is going to be there to help elevate all the all these bands that are coming from there and bands are going to be coming to that scene to play and become a part of it as well and just keep growing it in the end.
1: A hundred percent. No, for like for us, for us, it's always been, I mean... I speaking for like Seal City Hardcore or even like Rust or uh, my other band dial only, any bands that I'm in or any, you know, for for me personally, it's always been about community. Because hardcore for me has always been like a place or like it's always been like a safe space for me. Whereas like like I'm old as shit. I'm 38. <laughs> so I'm considered I'm considered like, you know, up there in terms of like and when I found hardcore in the nineties it was like a safe space. It was like, this is where you go. Like you have all these feelings you have, you know, the certain way about you people don't understand you You have a place. And now more than ever, I feel like coming out of COVID, especially, I think kids especially needed that place where they're coming out of a situation that they really didn't understand. Cause none of us understood it. I mean, at the end of the day, like nobody really understood what we were coming out of when we came out of COVID and everybody needed that place. So being able to like have this music and have this outlet, but also be able to like give back to the community, but also make the community a part of it. Like when it comes to Steel City Hardcore, it's not just Jordan and I, you know, we have friends of ours that want to document the shows. We have friends of ours that like to take pictures. So they come and shoot the shows. We have friends that have that do zines. So, you know, they can set up shop, you know, we've thrown flea markets where we've been able to showcase like all local artists where not necessarily catering to hardcore. It's like you make pants fucking come set up a booth and fucking, you know, come enjoy a day of hardcore and also showcase like what you guys do. Like we try to give back to the community as much as possible because that's what the community has given us essentially.
0: I was gonna even ask you, especially what you are talking about with Hardcore being a safe space for you, especially what you found in the 90s, you know, coming out of the pandemic, was that going to be a major piece that really helped kickstart the scene? Once again, get it to the point where it is, but you pretty much answered that question and it makes a lot of sense, especially from kids that are in a younger perspective that are just getting into this stuff because you know, think about if you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you're just starting to get out there in the adult world, even if you're in your mid 20s as well, you're still trying to figure out and you get thrown into this pandemic. You have no idea what to expect. You didn't, you didn't plan for this. You didn't put yourself in this position. Everyone else is putting you in this position. The government's putting you in this position the world's putting you in this position and all these different feelings and emotions that you're having that you're able you know possibly able to have not ex- maybe not able to express because of you know what is going on in the world what's going on in social media certain things you can and can't say because you don't want to make you know you don't want to end up saying something someone takes it the wrong way and you have got a huge mess on your hands how do you let a lot of that aggression out how do you get something where you feel like it's safe to could, could just basically be yourself in that space and express those emotions you know, once the shows came back, all of a sudden, everyone's going to these shows. I mean, even the US, all these shows are absolutely packed. Some of these pits that I've been in are absolutely ridiculous. And it's kind of that same reason. We're all just happy to be back there and we're still just letting loose. And it's everyone's able to be themselves at these shows. Everyone's able to just be happy, just open up and be, be free in a way. And especially when it comes to all that aggression in a hardcore scene, I mean, it just makes so much sense where people are just gravitating towards it because they feel it's safe for them to be there and it allows them to express those emotions that they're feeling in a way that everyone else is able to express them the same in the same manner, but also be supportive at the same time. Absolutely. It's been crazy, like especially for
1: like speaking for steel city hardcore shows that we have thrown like we've had you know buried alive come from buffalo we've had our friends in d block come up from detroit we've had like a variety of different you know u.s bands come up here and we've also like had our own bands and had our own scenes and like had our own thing kind of going on and the crazy thing about it is that our shows are i mean let's not beat around the books they're violent they're vi- it's violent music it's aggressive music and it's time to you know get out there and get everything you got going out we have yet i'm gonna knock on fucking wood and everything else i can knock on but we have yet to have any kind of pit beef any kind of instance where like you know what i mean P- when people come to these shows they know exactly what they're coming into and to see that sense of community carry on inside like somebody falls you pick them up you know somebody gets hurt you know we've had people you know we've had injuries happen obviously because it's you know there are shows but like the second something like that happens the amount of people that gravitate around you know the situation itself and it's it's just how can we help how can we you know like it it's yeah it's been absolutely insane to see something like that whereas like you know the days of old i guess <laughs> as you can say wasn't always like that you know it was uh you know fights were a regular thing and you know certain things were just i don't know there's just it's like a a breath of fresh air almost in the hardcore scene right now where it's like you can go here and you can dance your little heart out and know that you're not going to get judged or know that you know somebody's not going to put you down if you smack somebody by accident you know no one's taking offense to it everybody's there for the same reason ultimately and it's been absolutely wild to see it's been so sick
0: that's a huge positive as well, coming from you know before where, of course, are the, the shows aggressive? Yes, so there's going to be violence that happens in the crowd. Yes, because that's just what you expect. But compared to where it was before, where it is now, I mean, now it's there's just this idea where people know where they are what they're getting into, especially from a newbie perspective. All of a sudden, you go to the show, you can stand on the side and you can see what's going on, so you get a taste of what everyone is like, and all of a sudden, it's like you know. Maybe it's a little bit too violent for your taste. That's fine. That's fine. You don't have to jump into the pit. You can be off to the side and still enjoy the show. No one's going to judge you. All that matters is the fact that you're at the show. You're having a good time. And if you're in the pit and you're having a blast and you end up getting smacked in the face, you are, it's especially if you're in that scene, you already know that this is potentially going to happen. And if you accidentally smack someone in the face, again, it's not gonna be anything with that there's beef. If someone falls down, of course, the golden rule is you, if someone falls down, you pick them back up. If someone gets hurt, you go and help that person right away because the last thing we need is is for, we know stuff like that's going to happen. The last thing you need is serious injuries happen. We don't need anybody to fight or anything. We just need everyone to have fun, and we know exactly what we're getting into. Newbies know what they're going to be able to get into when they go to one of those shows, but they also know that they're going to feel accepted when they go to that show, because no matter how you're enjoying the show, you're going to enjoy it, and people are going to be happy about it.
1: 100%. Like I, even my, I have two daughters that are 8 and 5, and their favorite place in the world is coming to a hardcore show. I bring them to show I bring them to shows as often as I can and they they love it. They've just you know they love the dancing. They like my eight-year-old has like the craziest fucking two step in the world now and it's like it's just so sick to see that like but even they see it. Like they're like when they come to a show, I mean everybody like they're it's so welcoming. Like it's like they're like they probably have more friends in hardcore now than I do. Like it's crazy. Like they just it's they they see, like, I've always wanted to show them how important this scene is and how mm-hmm. how important the community is because it's not so much like the music is like obviously the music's sick, but um, <laughs> it's the sense of community and the sense of friendship that comes that I want them to see that, like, no matter what they're gonna go through when as they get older and as they go through life, this. I hope they remember this place in time as like a space where they knew they could go where like they were just them. Like they can go and run around. No problem. When they see the dancers start coming, they know to get out of there. They know, you know what I mean? Like, but like the way that people make them feel when they're there, they are so comfortable being in that situation. Cause not a single person, you know, everybody's there for the same reason and it's all community and family related. We just want to, everybody gets together. We just want to have a good time and then we just want to go home. And it's something that like, I hope I can like my kids take with them. And like some of our other friends in the scene, they'll bring their kids now as well. They've started bringing their kids and it's like, everybody's walking away where their kids are just like, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Everybody was so nice to me.
0: I like, I'll say your kids are end up becoming you know like hardcore celebrities and kid up by the time they're like <laughs> 9 and 10 years old at this point. Uh they're just dope. They just like to, they
1: just love you know I brought them to their first show a couple of years I um I guess just coming out of the pandemic I brought them to their first show and they just yeah after they saw that one thing they were just like can we go again? Okay. So I'll take them again and they just they they feel good about it. I don't know. It's and they like the music, too. But I mean, that's just a bunch of screaming and yelling and breakdowns. So I mean, what's not to love?
0: <laughs> yeah, what, what's what's not to love? I mean, any chance I get to go into a pit, I'm like, I'm, I got to make it happen. I see that pit open up. I got to go there. But from that perspective alone, like especially what your daughters are seeing, what other people in the scene, what their kids are seeing. It's when it's it's all about, you know, just the family vibe that we get from there, where everyone in there. Sure, you know, society might not like some of the stuff we do. Society might not accept the music that we enjoy because they see it as too heavy or too screamy or weird or whatever it might be. But when we get there, it's you're free to basically be yourself and you're free to express that. And people are going to be supportive of that, especially when it comes to the kids as well. It's, you know, we see, see some of the big dudes in the pit or the people that are swinging, having a blast, especially for the hardcore shows. But all of a sudden, it's, you know, they'll come to the kids and they'll be the nicest people in the world because it's all about that family. It's all about that perspective. I know a lot of people that I know, especially my friends that aren't into this stuff, they don't understand why it's like, okay, why am I going to like 50 shows a year? Why am I always getting to pits, potentially getting beat the fuck up if I feel like it or just going crazy? Well, it's because when I go there, you know, I run into 20, 30 people in those pits consistently from all different walks of life, from different parts of the country, from different backgrounds, anything. And it's it's like seeing your, it, it, it's friends, it's family. It's like you're seeing people that you just enjoy being around all the time. I'll go to music festivals. I went to one in Virginia. I went to one in Kentucky and I'd seen people in the pit I hadn't seen in like a year. And everyone still recognizes each other. We might not remember each other's names, but we remember each other's faces. And that's all that you need to be like, hey, what's going on, my guy? And all of a sudden, you're you're happy as all hell. You're hitting each other in the pit, having a blast. If one of you gets knocked down, that other person is probably gonna be the first person coming at you to pick you right back up, making sure you're okay, and just send you back on your way. Like, that 100%. is the thing.
1: 100%. I mean, the friendships I've been able to make through hardcore have been... I mean, I've got lifelong friends because of playing crazy music, you know what I mean? Like, and like, by no means is our scene perfect. I mean, there are you know, nothing's without its issues. I mean, to say that, like, you know, everything that's going on here is perfect and whatever. It's actually, you know, it's absolutely not true. Like, it's, you know, nothing's without its issues. But for the most part, the ideally, like the ideals are there, I think. And I mean the same thing like you know as as accepting and as communal as it is I mean the flip side to that is someone's acting like an asshole they get put in place right away you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. there's there's no tolerance for that kind of like that kind of bullshit which is also fantastic because it's also like again like it teaches the the kids that are just coming into this or the kids that are just coming you know that are just finding this or even like you know bringing little kids or anything like that where it's like it's teaching them like this is like sacred almost where it's mm-hmm. like nobody can hurt you in this like in this bubble and if anybody tries you know what i mean like it's been but like the friendships that i've been able to make and connections i've been able you know it's been i've like like i said lifelong friendships just through crazy music and just having you know a mutual one mutual interest that just spawns into you know 10 15 year relationships of people where i still see them and i'm like remember that time you know or whatever like it's yeah it's been absolutely mind-blowing but it's again it all comes back to the sense of family and community right like if you built like when you have a strong foundation to build on which i think coming out of the pandemic we really had like a solid chance of doing To see that actually happen in a communal sense and to see every scene flourish from here to, you know, from Eastern Canada to Western Canada, down to the States, down, like, I think everywhere has been, like, there's bands that come up here from the States now that wouldn't normally, I don't think pre-pandemic would have really kind of looked at because it would have been like, well, you know, there's not really much of a scene going on up there. So, you know, like, we'll just wait and go the next time or whatever. Now it's like they want to come because they can see like not only are the shows sick here but the bands the bands are incredible the bands popping out right now are insane it's so sick to see i'm every week it seems like almost like every week there's somebody else dropping like a two song promo and i'm like let's go let's get it i want to
0: hear them all so like, i want to hear them all and i want to hear everything you got and i just want to have this keep coming but well, I mean, what you said basically makes a lot of sense where after once the pandemic sort of broke and shows are able to come back, you guys had the ultimate opportunity for the scene to focus in on the overall like the family vibe and the family value that gets puts behind it when it comes to feeling like, you know, you can be accepted, feeling, you know, you have a place where you can go that is a place where you can feel free to be yourself, all of that. And also, it's something where the pit will teach you life lessons. It'll teach you about French. It'll teach you about communication. It also teaches you accountability for your actions because if you're doing something stupid or if you're hurting people, the pit will come after you. And it, you know, it's like the pit will govern itself. It's like hockey in a way, where if you mess with somebody, <laughs> someone's gonna come and cross check you from the side, <laughs> and you're gonna learn not to do that again. It's, oh. there's this whole, there's all these life lessons you can learn just from a mosh pit, but. Especially with a lot of people coming out of the pandemic, find a place where you can feel comfortable, feel have express a lot of those feelings, and also a lot of a lot of that aggression. But also, if something if you're being stupid, you're gonna have the, that accountability come your way. You'll learn a lot about life, and it's something that you never forget. You're able to go forward with it, actually having a lot more confidence in yourselves, just because the way that you guys cultivated the hardcore scene up there.
1: 100.
0: Yeah, I agree fully. And I mean, I'm not sure if you guys could have done it any better, especially the way that's coming up. And I got to ask you about this. So if you get, I mean, you're promoting shows, you're putting on shows since the pandemic, since the scene really took off. What is your favorite show memory since the pandemic that you guys have either been a part of or anything that you remember from the scene? Because I love me good story times. I, oh my God, where do I start?
1: That's another, (laughs) that's a three hour podcast on its own. (laughs) (laughs) There's been, I mean, there's been personal moments that have been like, I've, you know, I've been very fortunate. Russ has been very fortunate to hit some personal accolades that we had Um, coming out of the pandemic. We've been able to play with some bands that we never thought we would ever get a chance to play with. Um, So that's been really cool. Um, And then the friendships we've been able to make with bands, you know, like we never, you know, people we never thought we would ever cross paths with now all of a sudden you know like they're they're homies with us <laughs> you know, it's, that part's been crazy um from a show perspective like from the shows that have been going on around here especially we've been i mean steel city's been able to throw some pretty banging shows um probably i think the first show that we threw will always be like super special to me um So we decided when we decided to do steel city and we launched it, we, we did, it was an all local show and it was at this little skate park venue that we had. And I mean, the, the cap there might've been, I don't know, maybe a hundred people, maybe. And we had 300 kids show up to it. It was like an absolute, it was absolutely insane. Um, if you go on the seal city Instagram and kind of scroll down, there's actually like highlight video from that show. And it was the craziest night and it was insane to see like, Hey, it was dope to have a show that sick because like that place has now been shut down. So like the chance of that ever being recreated again will never happen in a spot like that. So that's kind of cool to be able to kind of hold that record. But the fact that that many people came out to a locals only show and i mean we had it was rust gavel Dialone, and then we had a band from montreal called Shadowway come up and play their first time here um and then we had spirit of vengeance a band called just right and a band called entice that it all they they were they all played their first sets that night So not only was it like stacked with locals, but it was like, all right, well, here's a couple of bands that you guys know. Here's a band from Montreal. We got to show them some love. And then here's three brand new bands. You guys have never heard of before. And it was, it was the greatest night. It Honestly, like you couldn't have asked for a better night. It was the craziest thing ever.
0: That, that is absolutely insane where you get a hundred cap venue. you got 300 kids showing up for a locals only show. That is something that, Especially for your first promotion. That is something that is incredible to say the least. I mean, there's plenty of other adjectives you could use to describe it, but just look at it, just go to a thes- thesaurus. Uh, I almost messed that up. Go to Thesaurus, look at the word incredible, and just see what happens. You can explain all of that with that show right there. And I will be putting the link to the Seal City Instagram in the description of the podcast. So y'all you know, everyone can go check it out and make sure you go follow it as well to, you know, pump it up even more. So Woo! Appreciate- but yeah, I know that was crazy for a locals only show. It was crazy, and then after that,
1: like the shows just we just kept packing. Like the shows just kept getting better and better. We've been able to have some really cool bands. Um, when we had bur- we had Buried Alive and Chokehold play in Hamilton, and that was really cool. that was really special. That was really cool. Um. Both Scott, and, uh, both Scott from Barry Alive slash terror and Chris from Chokehold came and they sang a hate pre-cover with Russ that night and that was really cool and yeah like, it was it was really like we've been able to do some really cool things like it's, it's, it's been dope and then it's cool to see like bands from up here now like Hamilton's kind of carved out its own niche for bands where like we have bands like Fight On Sight, we have Gavel, we have Built On Blood, there's a lot of bands coming out of Hamilton now that are kind of their own way and they're being you know it's like it's no longer like you know bands from toronto where like like i feel like bands now they've kind of been able to like we have um reality tonight out of niagara like they claim niagara they rep niagara we have mile end from branton they're branton all the way we have bad bet from hamilton and they rep you know hamilton and all like the slate of bands that i just mentioned there's just there's a lot of really cool bands that are coming out now that are just they're not being necessarily like they're welcomed into like the toronto hardcore scene now they're welcomed into you know like we've all been fortunate enough to be be able to push the community as hard as possible to the point where it's like anybody that you know, tried to ignore us. You can't now. There's so many of us now. They like you just can't ignore us. So like one way or the other, you're gonna have a Hamilton band in your fucking repertoire somewhere. <laughs> and we've been really fortunate enough to be able to have me be able to do that, and that's been like a huge highlight too of even the shows that we've thrown. Like we always try to every Steel City show, we always try to put you know make sure there's Hamilton talent on there, where it's a new band playing their first show, or you know we're always trying to push our local scene as hard as possible. Even when we get like, especially when we get the bigger shows, we try to push our local scene as much as possible.
0: And that makes a lot of sense. You're trying to support music in any way you can. And when you get a much, when you get a bigger act to come in and headline a show, You know, kids are going to be excited about it. Kids are going to want to be there for it. So if you're able to help out your local scene by helping put and promote like a local band that's going to be on the show, it's going to just help out the scene as a a whole, because you're showing that family aspect. You're showing that we're all in this together because if this scene succeeds, we all succeed. And why, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? It just, it, it makes so much sense. And it takes away this, like the petty types of competition that can happen going forward where yeah it's sure you know might be you're a band that you know that's in the canadian hardcore scene and there's a big show that's going on and you just don't get put on the bill you're probably going to the show anyway you're probably having a blast it because you know that it's it's not that you weren't good enough it's you know that you know maybe just you just weren't the band that was going to be put on that night the next big show though you're probably going to be the one that gets on it
1: you know what we've never i mean per- like personally i've never when it comes to, like, my bands. I've never really, yeah, like, I don't, anyone that gets put on something, to me, is a win. Doesn't necessarily have to be my bands, doesn't necessarily have to be, you know what I mean? As long as our local scene is getting some recognition for anything that they're doing, every band that's around here busts their ass, and they, they work hard for it, and they deserve it. So, like to me, there's never been a competition. There's never like one band's doing better than another or anything like that. It's like if this band's popping right now, all you want to do is just do this. <laughs> Yo, I'm so fucking stoked that you guys are popping right now. That's it. I just want to see everybody pop. That's it.
0: The mentality of a rising tide raises all ships. One band right. starts doing well. All right, let's take a, let's 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 promote them. Let's applaud them. Let's get them continuing on because then the scene's going to continue to get more recognition. More hardcore bands are going to start coming to the area as they already are. And all the bands that are going to be around there, people are going to start looking to this area as, okay, what's the next big hardcore band that's going to come out? What's the next big thing that's going to come out? Because you know the quality is going to come out. It's going to become something like the Australian metal scene. Whenever a band from Australia comes over the U.S., it's like, alrighty, this is going to be good. We got to go see this shit. It's That's going to be the same thing with the, the scene you guys are cultivating. Of course, may it take a little bit more time? Yes, but you guys are definitely on the path there. So looking right. ahead, looking ahead over the next couple of years, what do you expect the scene to turn into? like wh- what's the hope and what's the not necessarily the hope, but what's the goal? Because hope just means that this is what you want to have happen. A goal means that this is what you want to have happen, and there's a plan in place to make it happen. I think the I think the main
1: the main focus and the main goal like as long I mean personally as long as I can keep doing this and as long as I'm able to do this I j- I just want to focus as much attention on Ontario hardcore as I possibly can but I just in any way shape or form that I can help do it in any kind of way like. I think that the scene here is is thriving so much and there's so many amazing people doing so many amazing things. And it's not just, you know, not just bands alone, but even like content creators. There's some amazing videographers like um, one of my best friends, David Praff. He has been crushing it in terms of being like the things that he's been able to do and you know the bands he's been able to shoot and everything he's been like he just does insane work and i mean you got to shed light on the content creators as well the guys that are doing the videos or the people that are doing the videos the people that are taking pictures the people that are doing zines the people that are doing tapes the people that are trying like the hardcore scene as a whole deserves as much recognition because i don't know like i feel like in a way we almost have to work kind of harder than some of the other places you know what i mean because like in the states it's kind of easy you kind of you know if you're a hardcore band like i've seen local bands in the states that are better than most bands you know new bands up here (laughs) like i mean it's not it's 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 just i feel like in the states it's a lot easier to kind of break out whereas in canada we struggle a little bit harder with with being able to do that and i think we're slowly getting there i would like to see it really thrive a bit more like we've been able to have um they kind of started doing, uh, they, they've done it two years in a row now. Um, some homies out of, um, some homies out here, well, up here, Eastern Canada, Western Canada, they kind of came together and they threw a Hold Your Ground Fest. And that's been, um, they've done it two years in a row now. And it was, it was, it's been pretty dope. And it's, you know, again, it's helping bring some eyes up here and whatever it takes to get eyes up here. So people start recognizing like the amazing pool of talent that we have up here, period. I think is um, that's definitely the goal. I mean, the wish is that you know we could get to a point where we have our own, you know, a la like furnace fest or you know what I mean. Like it would be Mm -hmm. cool to see some more fests up here kind of pop off a little bit. And I know Western Canada is trying to do the same thing as well. So I mean, I think we all have like this. You know, we all have this goal in place between Western Canada, Eastern Canada, where we want, we just want hardcore in general to get a showcase to be like, Hey guys, we're here too.
0: Yeah. It's even the guys are like split up and have that Western East part just based on demographic based on how big the country is. Your goals still remain the same, which is something that is going to be imperative to the success going forward. Continue to bring a lot of the support that a scene like this needs to pop off. So that again, you guys get to the point where I'm always using the Australian metal scene as a huge example of this, because That's kind of like the point I think you guys definitely want to get to where everyone always looks at what's going on in Canada for the hardcore stuff like, okay, what band's coming out next? What's going to be the next big thing so that all the bands there have a much better chance at making it, making those dreams and those goals come to fruition. Similar to kind of like you said, you know, the US might have an easier chance at it because of the visuals that are on there because of some of the abilities that you have. But nothing's going to be better than having this just embedded idea of quality and support that the Canadian scene can have. And over the next couple of years, you guys keep building up on that, keep putting the focus in on that Hell, just by doing this. Like I want to help put focus on this stuff. So now we're, I mean, we're doing it right here, man. I mean, I'm, we're going to help. We're going to help promote whatever, whatever we're going to help promote it. any way we can I almost tongue tied myself there, but we have to <laughs> correct it because I want to make sure it is said.
1: <laughs> oh, I appreciate you brother. That's yeah, no, that's definitely, I mean, that's 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 the main focus here is we hardcore itself has been you know hardcore is amazing and hardcore deserves to be you know recognized like it's really cool to see bands now like you know you got like knocked loose and you got trained and you got turnstile and bands like that you know what i mean like the focus is now coming back towards heavy music and hardcore in general. Like even look at Parkway Drive. Parkway Drive is one of the biggest bands ever. Wouldn't necessarily call them a hardcore band anymore, but I mean, they still have those traditional values and those views and what they've been able to accomplish. I remember seeing them their first time in Canada and it was a very small club show and it was absolute mayhem. And yeah, like I just, it's it's really cool to see and it's really the main focus is just trying to showcase Canadian hardcore
0: period. I, I think especially a band like knock loose is going to be one that really helps put a lot of stock in the scene in the next couple of years going forward because it's something where, I mean, they're playing shows. I've seen play headline shows in front of a thousand plus people. I've seen, I mean, they're, they're on tour with motionless and white right now as like the direct support to them and their show and knock I was at one of those days and knock loose was definitely the one where the crowd was the most into it. Like, even though, like, we had Alpha Wolf, we had After the Burial right before him. So, of course, we were into it. But when Knock Loose went on, it was something completely different. Motionless and White goes on. Was it, was the crowd still it? Of course, it was Motionless and White. Were they into it as much as Knock Loose, though? Not a chance. Not Uh, a chance. But you're all seeing, I'll say, but you're all seeing Knock Loose, like, especially here in the States. You're seeing them perform at places like Coachella and Lollapalooza, where this kind of music sh- does not necessarily even exist. But even people in the like that are in pop like pop culture, like pop music, more on the mainstream side of things, they're getting into this because of something like this. So it's, okay, where is this going to go next? Where's the focus going to go on? Turnstile's another great band that's gonna that helps put a lot of eyes on the scene as well. Nelson, you got Kublai Khan coming as well. You've got everybody in the Canadian hardcore scene that's like, hey, this is going to be the spot. Let's make this happen. And we got to make sure that it is the spot that gets seen because then now there's the hub. Now there's the place that we know where shit's going down. We know where quality is coming from and we know where we want to focus in on our hardcore music because... It's just good stuff. Oh, it's been amazing, and I also got to shout out
1: the Montreal hardcore scene. Um, they Montreal right now. I mean, when you're kind of looking, I mean, I, I, to me, out west, you basically have like Alberta, which I think has got a really thriving scene right now. Vancouver's got a great scene that's thriving right now as well, and then over here, you basically have like down here the GTA, um, and then you have Montreal out in Quebec. That is absolutely. I mean, they threw a locals only fest last year, sold it out, five hundred people, I believe, and it was all local bands. It was a two day fest, all local bands, all you know, and it was the greatest time of my life. It was so sick to see that many people come together to support their local scene, and it's like,
0: all right, Ontario,
1: you're next. <laughs> like,
0: yep, Ontario, you're next, and Steel City Productions, you're the ones gonna be putting it on.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean,
0: maybe. If, if, if you're not the one putting it on, you're definitely going to have your hand in it at some point to help promote. It. I know you guys are going to do that. Well, we're definitely going to fucking be there. I promise you
1: that. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, yeah, it's the, this whole thing coming out of it. Like the last, the last year in a bit, is, like the last year has been just completely surreal for hardcore in general.
0: So outside of just hardcore in general, I want to talk about you specifically now with Russ. So the past like year and a half with just the way the scene has popped off, what has it done for you guys as a band, specifically just just Russ now? I, this is, I want to make sure I set, shed some light on what you guys are doing too, not just the <laughs> scene in general.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Um, so Russ, basically, yeah, we came out of the pandemic. We played a couple of really cool shows and then um, we ended up, um, we brought our friends from D Block um, down in Detroit. We brought them up here. And we brought some friends of ours from out west called Plead. Um, We brought them out here and we did a little run together. And the run actually was extremely successful. And then we dropped our record world upside down. And then from then, it's just kind of been like this crazy trajectory in general where, um, like, we've just been fortunate enough to be able to do a lot of really cool shit. Like We got to go to Montreal for our first time this year. And we've been back a few times since. We've been able to go to places that we've never been able to go to before we've been able to play some insane shows with insane people insane musicians like it's just and that's locally you know locally internationally whatever like just in general we've been able to do some really cool shit and now we're kind of now we're on the verge of being able to we have a new record that's going to come out early next year we're just finishing that up now and we just dropped the face down single and like
0: that's been popping
1: i don't know it's just been This band has been
0: very, uh, very fortunate. Very fortunate is one way to put it in, especially with the new record you guys get coming out. If it's anything like that Face Down single, dear God, this is going to be one hell of a record, man. (laughs) That's all I can say or looking forward to. I'm like, after listening to Face Down, going through the song, I'm like, okay, hardcore is not necessarily fully like my thing. Do I enjoy the music? Yes. Is it fully my thing though? No, I'm more of a metalcore, punk rock kind of guy. But that listening to it, I'm just like going through the whole entire thing. I'm just sitting there thinking, God damn, this is high quality hardcore. Holy
1: (laughs) shit. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. In my opinion, I don't think Face Down is the strongest song on the record.
0: So, I mean, there's still some goodies to come out of that. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's insane because it's listening, like just listening through face down. It was like right away, just the way the riff was built, the way it was going. I'm like, are they mixing hardcore with more just like sludge metal, sludge rock melodic film? Like, where the where the hell is this coming from? But the way it all flows together, the way it puts together in the song, the way the pacing is done throughout the whole entire thing, how it's kind of like an interesting feel where it's like, you get to a point where it's like the pacing, it's like it starts out kind of slower, picks back up, and then it goes reverse slower pace, but it hits heavier towards the end. So that amped up energy is still felt even as you're going more of a melodic pace, but it's still hard hitting smash and grab kind of style. Adding that sludge feel to it, but just unleashed, especially at the end of it, it just... God damn. I'm like, this is good hardcore right here. You gotta be fucking kidding me.
1: Uh, very much appreciate it, brother. That's awesome. Thanks for saying that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I mean, I was listening to, I've listened to it. It was well, the day we were originally supposed to record this. I was listening to it like maybe 10 times before we even started today that we recorded. I probably got through it five times before we jumped on. I'm just like, I'm just enjoying this. It's, it's a song where, especially for someone who's not as big in a hardcore, I want to keep listening to it. I want to keep getting into it because of the way it's built, the way it's constructed. And if you're if you're going to the gym and whatnot, you're trying to hit a PR and it's like, you know, this is some hardcore because this is gonna amp up your energy. Face down is gonna be one of those songs that's gonna help you get to that point.
1: I appreciate that. That's I mean, we like the song.
0: <laughs> it was fun to make.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be on a record. We think the record's kinda cool. So I mean, yeah, I don't it's crazy to hear, you know, it's crazy when you when you put something out. Like I've i I'm always I'm the, I'm the one that's like whenever we drop something i'm always like fuck no one's going to like it <laughs> like i'm just i'm just that guy where i'm just like so critical like cuz i'm like man i hope people like it like are they going to like it is it like you know did we did we set out to do what we wanted to do like and i mean the answer is obviously yes because we write things you know the way we write them mm-hmm. but to hear the feedback come back where it's like you know this is what we heard and it's like well that's kind of what we were trying to do and be more mindful of like i mean i think the goal with this record this time was we wanted to go harder but not necessarily sacrifice kind of what we've been doing prior either like there was key elements that we really wanted to kind of amp up on like you know like the breakdowns the sludgy parts, you know the 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 riffs as it were that we've been trying to incorporate more of because i mean for a band like us It was kind of, we were kind of, with World Upside Down, we were kind of at that point where we could have gone either way. Like, we could have gone more in a more melodic direction. We could have gone in a more metal direction. We could have gone, you know, there's so many different ways that we kind of could have gone coming out of that because there's so much influence in that record that this time we kind of honed in a little bit more on, okay, this is where we're at. This is what we've been doing. Now, how do we how do we approach this? And the ideal has always been like, we got to go harder or try to go harder <laughs> anyways. And mm-hmm. I mean, with face down, the one thing that people keep saying is like, it sounds like rust, but it's harder. And it's
0: like, thank you. <laughs> that's that's I what mean, I mean, been- I'll say that's a huge key, especially as a growing band and someone that's growing within your own artistic ways, because you guys are, it's people are saying this sounds like rust, but heavier. So it's it's like, this sounds like what we expect, what we want from you guys, what we know of you guys, but it's just evolving into something of a different artistic direction, but it's, become, but it's something that, you know, it has the core that's Russ. It's like a Pokemon evolution. It's like you're going from Angry Charmander to Angry Charmeleon with this record. Who knows, by the next time you're going to go with like steroid up Charizard that's ready to smash and <laughs> grab people and burn everyone to the fucking ground because he feels like it.
1: I mean, that would be, that would be ideal. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, mean, I I love hard music and I just I want to when, whenever I'm creating my my number one goal in creating is just I want it to be hard like I want people to be like oh okay <laughs> like he meant that shit
0: I mean I faced on FaceTime, you guys definitely hit it so when the new record comes out I'm I if you're saying this is even the best one you not now you got me excited man I mean well, that's,
1: that's, that's that's just my personal opinion I
0: mean I mean I'm sure if
1: you ask the other three guys I don't know what they would say <laughs> but I mean, there's one song in particular on the new record that I'm super stoked on and it's definitely, um, it's different than what we've done, but it's also everything that I kind of wanted to see come together in a song at the same time. So I'm really excited for, like, I'm, I'm particularly excited for people to hear that one and get some takes on that because I feel like that's probably the one song where we branched out the most on, um, and I mean, I love Face do I think Face Sound's a great song, but in my opinion, I think there's maybe one or two better songs.
0: <laughs> well, put it this way who cares what the other guys say right now? Because we're talking to Rob, so it matters what Rob has to say. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And I got one more question before you before we wrap this up. It's something I started asking every guest I've had, and I'm making sure I ask you because you're going to be the perfect person to ask this question. So mm. if you can, Rob, can you give me. I'm going to pick three out of this one. Can you pick three bands for me to recommend to me in the Canadian hardcore scene that we should all be checking out right now? I want to make sure that we get it from you so that we can put it out there in the world and be like, Hey, this is what someone that's big in the Canadian hardcore scene right now thinks these are three bands you should be listening to. If you don't know them right now, go and know them. So give me some, give me some, give me yeah. some good suggestions, man. I'm craving it. All right. So I don't want anyone to get mad at me. So any of my
1: friends that mm-hmm. listen to this, this motherfucker only gave me three. That's it. I I,
0: I, yeah, I'll say I'm only giving you three because otherwise we're gonna have like 20 or 30 and that's gonna be like insanity. And I'm always going with three, so we're going with three.
1: <laughs> all right, so you got Bad Bet from Hamilton. You got Fight On Sight from Hamilton. And then you've got Rock Pile out of Sudbury.
0: Ooh, all righty. So we've got three for everyone to check out right now. Three to start supporting. And there are, trust me, plenty, plenty, plenty more. So don't stop at those three, everybody. Start with those three and then go down the rabbit hole. Wait, start with four. Make sure Russ is involved in that one as well.
1: (laughs) All right, all right. And then if you're into Sludgy Doom stuff, my boys in Ethereal team got you covered. And then if you like uh, some other hardcore stuff, my boys in Just Right got you covered.
0: They all got you covered. Well, Rob, I got to thank you for this podcast. And as we bring it to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guest, which is you right now, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug or plug, promote or promote at the end of the show. So my friend, the floor is yours.
1: Perfect. Um, number one, support your scene. Support your community. Start a band, start a zine, start taking pictures, start taking videos, start a podcast, start whatever you can do to help lift up your local scene and support your local scene as much as possible. Because without your local scene, you don't have the big bands. You don't, we all start somewhere we all start you know ground level the more you promote your local scene the more you help everybody come up rising tide raises all ships so definitely support your scene and i mean if you want to check out face down at the same time go ahead Mm -hmm. and definitely i mean do a deep dive and check out as much music as you possibly can that's about it
0: (laughs) that's about all i got well said so now it's time for meeting this with three things so yes support your local scene rising tide raises all ships And when it comes to Canadian hardcore scene, go and do a deep dive into it. Take Rob's three suggestions. And specifically when it comes to Rust, I got you guys covered. So go script for the podcast where it says find Rust online. You're going to find links for everything, for social media, for YouTube, for Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you can stream music, wherever you can go support the band, wherever you can go find them, play live shows. All of this is going to be down there for you to click and follow. All the links, labels. I'm doing all the hard work. You got to go and, you know, just hit the follow button once if you hit the link and you're good to go also include steel city productions in there as well for the instagram page because i want to make sure you guys support them as well because that's that's supporting canadian hardcore right there we got to do it right we're gonna do it we're gonna do it so now it's time for number two rob whenever i've guested the podcast i enjoy the podcast i tend to make a certain promise as a way to say one thank you for being in the podcast and secondly i wish to continue to support the band any way i can and of course man i gotta support the canadian hardcore any way i can so this is what my suggestion not my suggestion my promise is to you it's not an if Fuck saying if, if implies it might not happen. This is when, when implies this is going to happen. We just don't have a day or time yet. When I get to see you perform live for the first time. And because I do live in the Midwest part of the United States, I do drive everywhere. So driving to Canada, a little bit far, but nothing I can't handle. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, I'm going to do my best Liam Neeson impersonation from Taken. As I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will say hi. And first round's on me.
1: Thank you, my brother.
0: You are very welcome. And now, third, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye. That is way too final. I love talking to you, man. I want (laughs) to talk to you again in the future. I'd love to have you back in the podcast. I'll promote the brand new release once it's ready to come out so we can talk all about it and support the Canadian hardcore scene. I got to make good on that promise too, man. So is this goodbye? Nope. This is.
1: I'll see you later.
0: Yeah. Whoa, folks, this is my interview with Rob from the band Rust. And now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So the, the main reason we brought on Rust and we want to bring on even more of these bands is because when the Northern talk about the Canadian hardcore scene, like they brought up as such a great thing. I'm like, I want to shed more light on this. I started listening to some of the music and I'm not the biggest hardcore guy. I'm more of a metalcore, punk rock kind of guy. That's my thing. But this stuff is good, like really, really, really good. So I want to get to the bottom of it. And Rob was the perfect person to start with, with Steel City Productions, with everything that they're putting together, with everything they're cultivating for the hardcore scene in Canada, especially in the Ontario side of things. It it, it just is the perfect way to look at it and think, you know what? This is how it's supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to build the scene. They took an opportunity. They found the energy. They ran with it and they channeled it, and they made it a place where people want to be, where you feel safe, where you feel comfortable. I, I want to be a part of this scene as much as possible. I mean, just think about it. How cool is that? Like, how cool is the stuff that they've done? How awesome is it is that they've done all of this? They've created such a great scene where bands from all over... Canada and even in the U.S. as well are trying to become a part of this. This is where a lot of quality is going to come from and this is where Canada has a chance to make a hardcore scene as popular and as strong as Australia's metal scene. Based on the way they're building it, based on the support they have behind it and based upon the energy that's behind it. We're in the early stages of it right now and I want to see it continue to grow. Heck, even at the end of this, after we done hit the record button, Rob and I had talked a little bit more and I'm like, I kind of want to go see this live, man. I want to go see what this scene is like. So I looked up how far it is for me to drive from where I'm in Milwaukee to Hamilton, Ontario. It's about a nine hour drive. And I'm like, shoot, when I went out to Blue Ridge this year, it took me 13 and a half to get out there. That ain't nothing for me. Well, we might actually make that happen because I want to continue to show light, shed light on this. And we had an idea when they release their album or EP, I'm going to go to Hamilton. I'm going to see their release show because they're going to be doing a weekend thing Friday, Saturday. I'm going to be at both shows. And then during the day on Saturday, all the bands in Canadian hardcore scene, like as they're playing, I'm going to hopefully they can help me connect with them. I'm going to bring all my stuff and we're going to do live interviews supporting the Canadian hardcore scene. I mean, how cool is that? We got to support this scene. We got to show how great this stuff is. We're going to continue to do it here as well. Rob gave us three more bands to check out, and we're going to go to all three of them. We're going to bring them on the podcast, and we're going to make it happen. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Rob. We're going to help support the scene. This is how you build a scene, baby. When it comes to finding Rust online, when it comes to supporting CLC Productions, go for the podcast, all links and labels for socials for where you can share music, where you can download their music, where you can watch their music videos, and where you can find them online, where you can find their shows. All going to be there for you. So make sure you follow along with them because Kevin told you so. Make sure to follow along with us on the Corporate's Podcast as well. Links for Twitter. Facebook and Instagram are in the bio as well. Also, make sure you hit subscribe to this podcast right down here on Facebook or hit the follow button on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Also, make sure you're hitting the like button on this video and on this episode as well to help push in the algorithm, help support the Canadian Harking scene, help support music as well, help support our vision. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. You're definitely coming back on the podcast, hopefully in the live sense on that. No, that's good for you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. He's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!